just grab them in the brisket. Uh, all I know from that debate is the uh, fly. That's it. That's I all watched you, the that's debate, all you've seen? and all I've seen from any feedback was the fly. Yeah, I, I watched the whole debate. That was the best part. <laughs> yeah. does, anybody, does anybody really care about the VP debate? Not like, really. I mean... The only the only question I really had about the debate was not really a question, but the the fly incident. I, I'm sitting there watching it, and the, the fly just lands on his head, and I'm like, "Okay, he's gonna <laughs> it's gonna leave." It didn't leave. Oh, it's gonna leave now. It's there for like two minutes. It just it's staying. It's not leaving. I'm like I'm yelling at him like, "Brush your hair, Deuce, You don't feel this? What's <laughs> happening? Are you dead? I don't know." Exactly. I was yelling at Denny in our bedroom. I'm like, "Do you see that? That's a fly." That's a fly. She's laughing. He's you know, got a whole lot of moose. She's making all kinds of comments. Hairspray. But he can't feel anything with that yeah, thing. No, it was stuck. just yeah. funny. And then his eye was all jacked up, all red and bloodshot. I noticed that really? too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, people were commenting like, did he like, you know, touch his butthole and then <laughs> grab his eyeball or something? <laughs> I mean, it looked like he had pink eye. And then the fly lands on him. And shit. then the fly lands on him. I'm like, I, Laura just went to bed and I'm well, I, she was going to sleep. I don't think I woke her up, but I was like, you're not gonna believe this. Pants has a fly stuck to his head, and it's been there for like <laughs> minutes. And I don't even know what's happening here. <laughs> I saw all kinds of crazy stuff, like you know, I don't want to get political or anything, but there was just stuff like, you know, they show the picture of that fly, and then people responding on Twitter is like, oh yeah, well Hillary had a fly on her during the 2016 debate, <laughs> and it's like really people like <laughs> we're this is where we're at right uh, now. Trying to know? find links to everything like uh th- this means there's like we're gonna find a, the bigfoot and the loch ness <laughs> yeah. monster all together there's uh, some people like that's not a fly that's a that's like electronic fly with a camera on it and they're spying on pens controlled yeah, by the russians <laughs> super <laughs> awesome so this is the most political talk you're gonna get on grab yeah, that's brisket. as far as if you're go. getting worried about it that's that's all you're gonna hear yeah. alden alden's getting ready to take his head dead off and walk right. away he doesn't like political talk so yeah. we're we're done with that well, right? like i say get out there and vote do that. No, no, don't go vote. If you don't know the topics or you don't li- like look into it at all, just don't go vote. Don't don't ruin it for everybody else. If you pay attention, you know what you want to do, you know what's important to you, then go vote. Yeah, I say go vote. That's like me I hate with, I on, hate the uh, go vote thing. It's like me on DraftKings. I don't actually look at the players. I'm just like I just pick some random <laughs> players and see if I win. You just auto drafting your <laughs> you're just auto drafting your your it's, Republican or Democratic yeah. candidates. It's just like, like playing the lotto draft. Alden's like, got his like fantasy quick like, pick a lotto Congress and this Senate is, over here. This is political as I will get. Yeah. I agree with Matt 100. <laughs> if you don't do your research, don't vote because you're yeah. doing a disservice. Yeah, don't go vote any any, any way. It, the, like just don't vote straight ticket just because you think you're one way or the other. Do your research. Figure out what the fuck you want to vote for. If you don't, don't vote. Yeah. That's why I don't vote because I don't fucking care. Stay right, home. Stay no, home. Stay home. Watch some barbecue yeah. shows on America. Might have to, <laughs> might have to dr- clean up a little bit of them f bombs. We got a we got a nice interview coming up for you folks. Uh, <laughs> this is grabbing the brisket podcast. By the way, we're super excited that we're going to bring a a interview, a chat, a discussion about barbecue to the one and only Tina Cannon. Mm-hmm. Which, if you don't know who that is, she. Uh, she Spoiler recently- alert. Yes, this is the spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler uh, alert. She was in the American Barbecue Showdown. If you haven't finished watching that, if you're going to watch that. Maybe I'm, just yeah. mm, turn the volume down for like she, five seconds. Yeah. She does not get last place. Yes, she gets first place. Oh, Dang it, I'm trying to help the people She is the winner. <laughs> She's the big winner. That's been on for a while, so. 
which was how it was put out to me. So I knew immediately who was going to win, right? <laughs> so, dang it, I'm like, well, how's she going to win this week? Or how's she going to not lose this week? Right. Or whatever. That's but, true. But she was solid in everything that she did, man. It was it was awesome, dude. Yeah. So okay. it's, a, it's a Netflix series called the American Barbecue Showdown. Good uh-huh. show. Um, everybody go check it out. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like your normal cooking competition shows, if that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. there's no created drama in this show. It's they just all like genuine. each other. They're all helping each other out. They yes. do weird and not weird, but the different cooks, like one of them, that's weird. They had to do like, go back and do like different periods of time of cooking Mm-hmm. So like 1900s and what was the other other time frame they had to cook in? Well, they all got at one point or another. They so they were all given the same tasks. Correct. So at some point it could be you know an era, or it could be a country. But those are two different like ones. That. Yeah, there was a country one, and then the era yeah. one was like yeah, there was like early 1900s where they were cooking in the ground basically, and then there was right. one that was like one was on the ground. Native American like 1500s. They were and cooking on, on like a wooden woods. like sticks that, that yeah, you put over cool. top of fire but what was what was pretty interesting uh you had to use the same equipment that they were using that they back did. then mm-hmm. so they didn't have knives they had the, like these like wooden uh i guess shivs or sticks that they're trying to cut <laughs> lemons and all this Shivs. stuff up so i mean that, to me that was interesting to see that yeah, go down for sure and i did kind of ruin that for y'all when i i you guys told me about the show you were like the show is out the show is awesome you need to check it out and i'm like yeah, I'm going to check it out. And I'm like, oh, we need to figure out who wins this thing and get them on the show. So I immediately just, you know, Googled it, figured out who won, and then told these guys, watch the show because we're having the winner on next week and told them who it was. Hmm. Even even still, was, I still want to see how she was going to win, you know. And, like, she persevered <laughs> through everything. Like, it, it was it was awesome, man. Like, I, I just, I love the show in general. Well, let's, uh, let me just jump in there. Let's not waste any time. Let's go ahead and get her on right now. Let's do it. Call her. Hey, Tana, can you hear us? I hear you. Oh, okay, hey, awesome. Perfect. Little technical difficulties right there at the beginning, so that's awesome. <laughs> uh, hey, Tina, I uh, just want to say welcome, and thank you for um, uh, joining us on the Grabbing the Brisket Barbecue Podcast. Um, right off the bat, I mean, hey, for the folks that probably have not heard of you or have not, I guess, had a chance to check out the American barbecue showdown championship can you tell the 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 listeners a little bit about uh, tina canna well i've been competing in in barbecue since the very very end of 2009 uh with kcbs and mbn fba gba and aba which are just different you know i know y'all texas unfortunately i haven't uh, been able to compete out there a little far for me (laughs) <laughs> so I've been competing for a while and um, in the backyard division and then you know, moved up to professional because I did pretty well in the backyard division. So it's just been rolling along. And one day I got a message on uh, Facebook telling me they were casting for a show or something like that. And uh, I didn't believe it. I thought it's a joke. You know, <laughs> You're somebody right. kidding with me. You know, some of the guys ribbing me or whatever. So they tried again, I guess a week later or whatever, tried to private message me. And finally I told them, I said, just call me on an office phone. You know, I'm not very technical. You know, as the y'all said, there was some technical difficulty connecting. I'm sure that was error on my end. But um, 
so they finally, I guess, found a phone that would say Netflix or, you know, whatever the, you know, film works company. And um, so I answered the phone, you know, and then I talked to them then. And they basically asked me would I be interested in, you know, doing a barbecue and grilling competition on TV. And I'm like, well, tell me more, right. you know. <laughs> so, um they had me cook a bunch of different, you know, type barbecue and grilled style foods as well as some other items and send them pictures. And I did. And it was quite a few items, you know, like ribs, you know, a couple different ways, sandwiches, desserts, things like that. And then they asked me, would I mind going to a local pit master uh, and taking my food and letting them taste it? Oh, interesting. And I know, so I guess they wanted to see if I could really cook. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so I did that, and and uh, evidently he put in a good word from what I read in, in the local newspaper and the uh, also in the Atlanta newspaper. Evidently he really, really liked my food and seemed to like me, so that's how I was cast. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And who was that pitmaster, just to give him a little shout out? Uh, his Dump's Barbecue in Noonan, Georgia. All okay. Right. Nice. In Georgia. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, we're in like south, like middle Georgia, but very west middle Georgia, about about fifty miles or so south of the Atlanta airport, to give okay. somebody some kind of direction. Everybody pretty much has been through the Atlanta airport sometime in their life. Right. <laughs> so uh, when they started, I guess recording this this show, how long did the how long was the recording process? Was this over a span of like eight weeks or did they have this like very condensed in a short period of time? Uh, it was a total, I came home on the 20th day and I was okay. actually home like a day early. My husband was like surprised I was home. <laughs> <laughs> that night, I, that and, You know, and the thing is I could, could have been home the first, you know, few days once we had, but uh, luckily I made it all the way through where I work at was, really surprised in a way they're like i said well i may see you next week you know and then i didn't come home till you know back for 20 days so and, and then for i mean people that are listening along i mean that that's pretty challenging in itself to cook that many i guess dishes over that span of time that's really challenging i mean that's really yeah. difficult you're not cooking every day a lot of it is just interviews you know, when you see us in an interview, we're actually in the slaughterhouse on the farm that we were at in uh, East Georgia. And um, so a lot of it's like days and days of just interviews and there's no cooking that day. And sometimes that once you finish the challenge, you would actually go to an interview and you sit and they just talk to you for a long time. I mean, even though the interviews in the show do not seem very long, um, it's a long time to film those i mean sometimes they have to stop matter of fact one of the interviews that i was in in the uh in the slaughterhouse we had to stop because there was a snake there <laughs> well, <laughs> a big snake nice. yeah we had two snake incidences that i'm aware of or maybe i track snakes i don't know but did y'all catch it and cook it process <laughs> right i'm surprised <laughs> they didn't make you cook it yeah <laughs> yeah you know i'm surprised you know I'm, that nobody got snake. I'm very surprised. Right. But in Texas, don't y'all eat rattlesnake out there? No, not around here. Uh, they, they do. That's Some probably more North that. Texas. I don't think that's a whole lot of uh, okay. that going on. Oh, South you Texas. know, everybody's different. 
Bedford up north. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. exactly. and, and west as well. Uh, <laughs> Tina, I want to say first and foremost, uh, thank you for coming on with us and congratulations to winning that show. I mean, I watched the entire series in the span of as fast as it could play, basically. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not one for reality like series like that, but this one seems so genuine. Like everybody just cared for each other. And that's kind of what latched me onto it. And I, I enjoyed, you know, everybody that was on it. It was awesome. And you know, it was really that way. I have a lot. There's been a couple major questions. One is why did we all wear the same clothes? Yes. And the other is, <laughs> did we really like each other? Yes, we all really liked each other and stayed in touch. Um, you know, I, I've been, friends with all of them ever since and knew a couple of them actually before and it was by chance that we recognized each other when we showed up we couldn't believe it but um the same clothes question is the major question so you know I always tell everybody did you question gilligan because he wore the same <laughs> outfit flannel all the time that was one of my we questions on a, more than a, we were on a three-week tour instead of a three-hour tour sure but, um, yeah, yeah, i think they yeah. did that for for editing the word they gave us is continuity that's kind of a big okay. word for me but you know for editing sure and you know you can follow your favorite person think about it you right. know a football jersey you know number 11 or number 27 exactly. or a race car you know so it, i think it had to do a lot with that you could follow who you liked a lot easier as we were running back and forth between the barn and, and our cook stations or, and also, I'm sure for editing, I'm not, you know, sure. I don't know a lot about that business. And it didn't it stop with you guys. I mean, even the judges had the same clothes on, you know. Yes, and the, we had fresh, clean clothes every day, sometimes more than one. Right. Because sometimes you get a little dirty when you're dispatching lobsters and all. Right. And what was <laughs> even more amazing to me is, like, the chickens still look like chicken all the time. So, I, you know, they, were, they weren't changing clothes neither. So, brisket yeah, like brisket, you know what I mean? So very... <laughs> Very, very, very hot there. I mean, it was uh, filmed a year ago. September was a year ago. And they had a, an air-conditioned trailer there right on set, uh, you know, where if we needed to change clothes or the judges, you know, could change clothes. Sure. So we were not we were not that dirty and stinky. <laughs> what, what kind of temperatures are y'all dealing with? I mean, I mean I'm 90s, 80s, 100s? Oh, yeah, it was, it was never in the 80s. It was the 90s to 95 every day and then with the heat index and then you know we had all of those different smokers and grills around us and each one of us also had a big fire pit where yeah. you know we were make you know keeping you know logs hot just in case because you never knew what was going to happen yeah I don't, I don't even know how you did it. i i don't, personally i don't think i could do it. you know we do competitions like maybe once every month or so and it's just a friday saturday type deal and i know mm -hmm. after that friday saturday Sunday I'm spent. I'm done. I don't want to barbecue anymore. I don't want to see fire anymore. I just want to see a bed. You sound like me. Yeah. Same way. I come home from a contest and the last thing I want is to eat barbecue or light a fire for a day or so sure. at least. That's yeah. a, another, that brings me to another question. So when you guys are there, obviously you're cooking for the competition, right? Who's cooking for you guys? Right. Are you having to, are, uh, well, is everybody it, cooking for themselves? On the show? No, just in general, while you're there, for, you know, over these twenty days or the span. Oh well, there was actually two, about at least two hundred, if not more, on the crew. So they actually set up like a mess tent with air okay. conditioning and like a buffet table. There was a full time cook there, 
And then when we were not on set, they actually would take us to eat or bring us food in. Did you guys so we eat had to barbecue? Go with the group or, no, we no, no. Sorry, we, we kind of skipped that. We, you know, sure we had you a lot did. of salads and Mediterranean food. I mean, we had a lot of different things, and they would um, on the white bus ride back from from you know filming. They would pass out menus or kind of take a vote of, of as it dwindled down to who was who was left. You know, hey, where do y'all want to eat? So, yeah, you know, we went out for seafood a couple times, that, <laughs> and I did not get lobster. Um, <laughs> let's see, I'm trying to think. Um, Are you still traumatized I, by that? Yes. <laughs> I, if if I eat lobster, it's going to be at a restaurant. I'm not. I'm not going to take my own out. But we went out for Jamaican food one time that was really good. Uh, I think one time we just went to McDonald's because we were so tired. We They drove us through McDonald's. We could have had whatever pretty much we wanted in that area where we where we were. Awesome. They fed us good, even though we all lost weight while filming because of the heat running back and oh, forth. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, yeah. When, when it's that hot outside, the last thing you want to do is eat. So out of all the the cooking challenges you guys did, which one was the most difficult for you? Um, the very last one, which was hog, and I would say the the lobsters. Because, <laughs> you know, we had to cook for 50 people. So you only see me, you know, with one and Rashid giving me his bigger knife because one of those lobsters was so big. <laughs> My knives that I had were not big enough to handle that, and I didn't want to make it hurt i know i'm fixing we're fixing to eat it i know that's the girl in me i guess <laughs> i just didn't want to i wanted it to be quick and be over but then i had to do it because i'm serving 50 several more times you know not on camera of course and every time i squealed because i just couldn't <laughs> that was very difficult oh i mean we all cook barbecue right we cook ribs we cook brisket but you didn't have to go and you know right. dispatch it you know, yeah, and then I'm glad we know, don't have to kill a cow every time we do a brisket. So yeah. yes, <laughs> you probably wouldn't compete as much if you had. To yeah. Sure, I you know one of one of the biggest and questions, I had it all over me, y'all. It was I, all yeah, over, I'm like, sure, I'm sure it was. I could do it. Did you guys know exactly what y'all were getting into as far as like the side challenges um, or the in in cook challenges, and then having to do all the sides and everything, or was or is that just kind of thrown on you while you were there? Because you know, it's barbecue. There's a lot of people. You know, they just they 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 leave the sides for somebody else to do. You know what I mean? No, we. I mean, I when I w first went, I thought you know barbecue contest. You know, we you know four meats. You do your, you know, your pork butt, your pork ribs, your chicken, your brisket. You know, like I I didn't really realize it until they threw that challenge on. You know, like right in the middle of it. Right. Well, and didn't give us any more time. We were still exactly. in there, you know, five hour, five and a half hour. I think one thing was six hours. You know, it was like, okay. So when you saw that reaction on Boatwright's face, I think they, <laughs> they put it on the promo where he goes, what? You know, his eyes right. get real yeah. big. Yeah. Believe me, that was the reaction. From everybody. You know, you just, but the thing is, it got to, you didn't know what it was going to be. You know? Right. So it was that reaction every time because it could have been anything. And especially after cooking iguana, I mean, what else can they throw at you? Right. And not only that, it's taken away from what you're trying to accomplish in the beginning, you know, and now yeah, that's, that's taking you your, your mind elsewhere. another smoker. Right, exactly. You know, we started with cold smokers. Think about that. If you're giving 
a five and a half hour or six hour cook time, right? I mean, you compete. I compete. Everybody listening probably competes. Yep. And I and you've got a cold smoker. <laughs> right. And you've got to get it hot. I mean, and you're not using a pellet, you know. You've got to use a lang, which I loved, or, you know, you've got to use a barrel. You know, you've got to get it hot. And we had a couple different barrels. Or a green egg. I mean, it doesn't get hot in five minutes. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So, and then, so I became a hot and fast cook. <laughs> and I was a super low slow cook. That's not giving you any time to rest your meat either, really. Not, no, not really. So you just cooked it as fast as you could. And, um, I, and you know, I did learn something. You know, I learned that super low slow may not be exactly where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> I might come out next season and be a hot and fast cook. I mean, that's, I was going to ask you that, that very exact question because we saw you do hot and fast, and I know you do the competitions. I was like, during your competitions, are you the low and slow person doing the 225 yes, or I'm 14 hours? Yes, I'm probably the lowest and slowest. Okay. I know, uh, like, for instance, you know, I'm putting pork butts on, on depending on the size, at, at 5 p.m. Oh, wow. And in oh, wow. KCBS, I don't know which contest you cook, compete in. Your brisket, your pork, you know, they're not turned in until, like, Noon the next day, you know. Yeah, all, all our competitions are so, majority I, IBCA. We have a few KCBSs yeah. that are creeping in, like last year, and starting to get a little bit more this year. But right, so you see, though, that that that's a super low time if you're if you're, you know, putting your meat in between five and six p.m. Yep, I'm super low slow. But like I said, I might I might uh, decide to be hot and fast and get a little sleep instead of a contest. <laughs> We we graduated to that uh, a, a long time ago. We went to I think eight hours is our our maximum cook time, and we allow ourselves maybe two or three hours to let the meat rest before we have to turn in. So yeah, right. We love that sleep. So yeah, t- I, may, I may reevaluate my timelines just a little bit. Right. <laughs> so going back to um, just you know all the different equipment you guys had to cook on, you know even going to like the different. Uh, styles of you know the different countries that you guys were you know mimicking or whatever what was the hardest thing for you to cook on that you had never used before well i had never cooked on a lang i've you know helped like manage a fire or something like that i had never cooked on a concrete uh at pit you know the block um which you had to build and i had not cooked on a barrel so that that's 50 percent of them that i had never cooked on wow those lengths looked awesome, by the but, way. But you know, you look at it; it's it's fire, right? You know, and right. it's charcoal and it's wood. So once I could figure out how to, you know, maintain the fire. So if you watch, um, you know, when we cooked on the line, I cooked everything on the line, you know, um, and I'm pretty familiar with the Komodo style, you know, the green egg. So I was able to cook on, you know, two at one time. I love the barrels, even though um, you know, I wasn't very experienced on them. You know, I've seen people, I know a lot of people that cook on them, but I really liked the two. We had two different ones, one a, a hunsucker, and then we had a pit barrel, too, which, isn't that what a lot of people in Texas cook on, a pit barrel? Pit barrel, yes, yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't see a whole so lot of people using the uh, the pellet grills. Yeah, and, and we had pellet grills, and I actually own three pellet grills myself, and I swore I would never cook on a pellet, ever. <laughs> but I also swore I'd never cook on a on a gravity fed either so right <laughs> I'm, I'm never gonna say never again <laughs> <laughs> yeah never said <laughs> uh, 
so we did, get, we did get a couple questions from listeners. I'm going to shoot one of them your way. Uh, somebody asked, okay. how, how far in advance were you guys being told about uh, what the challenges would be? Obviously, in the show, it shows that they tell you what the challenge is. You turn around, run, and start. Was it really like that, or did you know kind of ahead of time what you were going to be cooking that day, or at least a couple hours ahead of time? I, you know, once we got on set, you know, your eyes would roll and try to see what you were going to do. But, you know, we actually were told when we got on set. Okay. So, okay. Hmm. you know, so not, not, that's not a lot of prep time. No. Sure. Right, right. And then we did, you know, and then the challenges, you know, you you don't know when they're going to announce that. You know, there's some start stop, just like in some TV. We had some, you know, weather delays and some things like that, you know, where we had to relocate to inside the building. Or, or shut down because of lightning or something like that. But pretty much it was as it seemed, you know, um, you know, just 21 days or let's say 20 days, you know, there's a lot more to it when you have interviews and you have eight people, you know, one goes, then one comes back, then one goes and then one comes back. You know, you've got a whole day of just interviews like that. Yeah. So uh, here's another question from someone we got. It seemed like you, the folks on there and you uh, as well were doing a lot of things that you had never done before, like the whole hog, uh, the herbs, uh-huh. the province on the beef ribs. Um, so try having done all these things now, is these something that you will incorporate into your barbecue going forward? Yeah. Now, herbs to province is a way that I actually have cooked beef ribs many times. Oh, okay. That's kind of just like when I, when I cook them at home, um, I kind of went out of the box because, you know, I wasn't treating it like a barbecue contest like you know we go and the flavor profiles are kind of all the same um i was trying to like switch it up a lot purposely like when i did the asian ribs and things like that because of my culinary background you know i'm formally trained classically trained so i was trying to do a few other different things to make myself be a little bit different and that was part of my strategy in the show i knew rashid kind of did his you know jamaican type influences and flavors i knew that grubs had his flavor profiles that he would kind of stay in i knew boat right you know would stay traditional you know i knew shotgun would stay traditional i knew sylvie would kind of stay traditional with that southern flair i mean excuse me that you know west coast flair so i tried to kind of that was just my strategy and when i i said that a couple times in the interviews i really was trying to stay, like, show them something different every time and not pigeonhole myself in like I do when I cook KCBS. You don't change. You just cook the same thing every time, and it's whatever table you hit, you know? Sure, right. and, and you're cooking for professional judges at this point, you know, and some of the yeah. competitions we yeah. go to, it's just uh, yeah. somebody off the street that's judging, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, and with Melissa, you know, I, you know, I, I she's like my idol because, you know, like Rashid said, you don't see people like him. You know, you also don't see a lot of people like me, you know, sure. out there in the circuit. So I have, you know, been to her restaurants and I have studied, you know, like what she likes. And I've looked at her menu online, and you know. So I knew some of the items. She has Asian ribs and, you know, she has the donut burger thing. And I did kind of a donut breakfast burger. So I was trying to push some buttons there. There, well, there was a strategy. Everybody had one. I mean, it's, it, you know, it, it is a reality. It is a game. You're trying to win, right? Yeah, exactly. And I was just going to say that I've noticed, like, watching the show, and I, I watched it, you know, like Alden did pretty much start to finish. 
that out of all the contestants, it seemed like you were the one constantly, like you had a strategy every single time. Your wheels were always turning, always like, what can I do to be like just a little bit different? So was that your plan coming into it or were you just like flying by the seat of your pants and that's just how it worked out? No, no. I, I had a strategy for to begin with when I kind of felt everybody out when we met each other, you know, and I realized I knew two of the contestants already, you know, and I wanted to show me. I mean, it's not like we competed for money on the show. You know, none of us got paid. Um, so it was I wanted to show me as a person, you know, a southern gal that I could compete and do barbecue, do grill and show all my different styles of cooking. You know, I don't get to do that. I cook 18 competitions a year, and I don't get to do that. So that was my opportunity. So it was either I'd be there the whole time or I'd be at home. <laughs> it was like, I didn't, you know, I wasn't getting paid. So, like, did it matter really when it came to to that? So why not just throw it all out there? Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I was throwing some curveballs and had to kind of wing it. You know, a but lot we had of a fantastic <laughs> pantry, y'all. Our pantry. <laughs> Everything you could imagine in the meat, y'all would have had a heart attack if you'd have bought in that, went in that meat locker. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the first episode, it you're, you're like rolling quality. through like the beef locker, and like, there's oh, there's you. wagyu briskets, there's all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm cooking that. I'm cooking that like and every day. we're talking day. about the <laughs> highest grade wagyu. The highest grade wagyu, not yeah. what we compete with. I'm talking about better than yes. what we compete with. Like, I don't know if y'all remember when Sylvie was cutting those steaks. Yes. I think she was cutting some sirloins. Y'all go back and watch that and freeze frame that. Well, I, I said it didn't look like sirloin, sirloin to me. Like yeah, no. Uh, yeah, like, it was like holy cow, you know, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the most recent, uh, you know, I just finished the episode, uh, the the series tonight, so I got to watch the finale. Okay. Pretty much right as uh, I'm stepping out to to record, uh, and so it's kind of fresh in my mind. So. Up into the whole, you know, the whole series, I'm going through it, and I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and we're getting to the last series, I'm firing it up, and I'm like, you know what? And they bust out the pig, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be super challenging. And then I thought to myself, you know, they haven't even done brisket. I was like, what kind of competition is this? They don't even do a brisket. Right. And then all of a sudden, they flash back to the pig. And then they throw that on us. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, I can understand doing brisket. Or doing whole hog, but not trying to do whole hog and brisket at the same time. And don't change yeah. the time. And, at yeah. least we didn't have to do it on the same pit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> no, that was super awesome that they 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 allowed um, Ashley uh, and the other character um, uh, Silva, Sylvie, Sylvie, Sylvie. Sylvie to come back to yeah. help, help you guys out. I actually had a question about that. Was yeah. that was that picked by you guys, you and she, or was that something just predetermined? Like these guys were going to come back? No, and help we you didn't out? know. We, okay. When when they when they came out, we were like, we did we thought they'd been sent home, you know. We didn't know, you know, that they were still there, you know, because we bit back, back to the hotel and that we thought they were gone, you know. Mm. Matter of fact, I think I saw Sylvia that night, and I told her bye because I thought she'd be flying out, you know. And then when they came out of the barn, you know, we didn't know who was going to be who. I, you know, I I like Sylvia a whole lot, but in a way. Because, you know, I'm just 5'2". I'm not, you know, big right. lifting yeah. up those blocks are pretty heavy. Um, I was glad I had Ashley, you know, but I think I lifted just as many blocks as he did. Um, sure. And I yeah, had you and Sylvie been put together, you know, it would have been, it wouldn't have been the best probably. Physically a little more. Physically, yeah, I mean, for uh, sure. But, you know, she was chopping wood. I wasn't, 
You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's she true, too. That is true. That is true, too, as well. She was amazing. I mean, I would have been fine either way, but I knew Ashley being from North Carolina, what was going through my head as he was walking across the lawn. I was like, yeah, right. you know. So, and, you know, he helped build the pit, but what a lot, what I don't think the television either, maybe people didn't notice, is after we flipped the hog, he left. You know, oh, him okay. and Shelby left, and okay. we didn't see them again okay. until we got back to the hotel. Gotcha. Yeah. So, they were not there the whole time. So, the fire management was on me. Right. And you, uh, yeah, down there on your back. Yeah, I, I saw it. So, how much of a struggle was that, you know, because it looked like she'd had a, had a good you know, area to put his, you know, his wood in there. And, you know, I don't know if there was, who was the engineers he did, behind. Yeah. He, yeah. He, you know, and I didn't know about building pits really. I probably, you know, and I was really relying on, on Ashley for that build, like, you know, how to do it. Right. I mean, if I have, you know, if I ever do it again, and I do have a pallet of blocks here at my house. Um, I would probably build it narrower and I would definitely look around for some chicken wire because I don't remember seeing it. So, oh, so they just went and found you know, it but it, got, it was dark. You know, when we were preparing, <laughs> right. it was dark. So, you know, it could have been, you know, we were like right on the edge of some woods right. there. You know, it could have been back there. Stuck behind you a know, tree hidden somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> and, and he told me after the fact that they didn't use, they don't do that, you know, uh, where he's from, which I'm not sure. You know, I, I should have known to do that or put something on it i should have known and you know it was too late at that point but honestly i didn't think about it and it you know it still worked, it worked out. out it worked and out i probably wouldn't do it that way again <laughs> it worked out for sure was that your fir first it whole hog cook out. yes okay i've helped the team you know manage a fire before you know they'll split up and you just have to put wood on it or something like that but i've never like actually you know dressed and you know cut off the head cut off the head <laughs> you know all that kind of stuff i knew you, but, you know that but the people i've got a lot of questions about that people say well how could you this is the only kind of negative comments i have how could you cut the hog that not bother you but the lobsters did the answer to that question well because it's alive is, the <laughs> hog was already yeah the lobster's alive <laughs> dead yes it's not looking at you. <laughs> there. That's the answer. So if that person's listening to your show, there's your answer. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, well, we got a lot of, a lot of positive comments uh, from folks there when I posted that stuff. And I just want to share one. One said that they were going to make the, uh, the herb to Providence short ribs this weekend. They said, you're their inspiration. They usually oh, just do, they usually just do the salt and pepper, but uh, they said to tell you congrats and you killed it. It was an awesome show. So if you have any tips for them well, on their gonna, beef ribs, I'm going to can... put that recipe on my website. I will be putting it on there. Perfect. If you want to share your website right now, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Now, it's, you know, I'm, they only let me know about two and a half weeks before the show is going to air. So I'm very non-technical. So <laughs> I had not prepared to do a site in advance. So it, so there's not a lot on it. But I just filmed a bunch of content that will be loaded on hopefully next week because I have to edit it because, you know, Sometimes people can't understand my southern accent, but it's uh, it's tinacannoncooks.com. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. And you said you're going to you have know, your. Y'all can write me on on Facebook or uh, Cowie Tina at Instagram, which is you know 
I get a lot of comments on there, or you can even email me, and I'll I'll answer your questions. Perfect. Like, give me a day or so, because I have got thousands of them. I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're sure. Yeah. A hundred Instagrams still, even this far out, a day, and I answer all my stuff personally, even the even the ones that haven't been so nice. Uh, <laughs> well, That's we're glad amazing. you got back to us. So uh, <laughs> one quick question now. So what's what's next for Tina? What, what do you have planned for the upcoming future? I mean, I know kind of COVID has kind of um, knocked things everything. down a little bit. Um, I know you do the World yeah. Food Championship. I'm not sure when that when that takes yeah. place. You know, you know, I'm not going to cook any contest or anything until the you know next year. Okay. I'm actually. <laughs> I'm actually uh, constructing a filming kitchen, um, one of my outbuildings at my house, so I can film videos. So I'm hoping to develop my website into um, like a subscription service. But every month, all like, you know, somebody that's a subscriber will cook together online. Okay. I'll do some stuff on the site that you know that's not required to be a subscription service. So that's uh, that actually the construction physically starts on that Monday. Yeah, that's awesome. So, that is fantastic. Yeah, and I can't believe I found somebody that quickly to you know, to start on it. So I'm gonna gonna just work on doing doing that. And I don't know if y'all know where I actually I cook for Meals on Wheels of Coweta in my county, which uh, I'm sure sure y'all probably have Meals on Wheels there. Yes, ma'am. Um, but I cooked last year thirty thousand meals for Holy them alone. Moly. Wow. Yeah, so I finally got an assistant from the local culinary schools that's helping me, and we're hoping to increase that to over 40,000 meals uh, this next year. You'll be cooking some whole hogs for them. That keeps me busy, (laughs) that, and competing. So, and that, uh, uh, they have a Facebook page, Meals on Wheels of Coweta. We're a little bit different at my Meals on Wheels because we don't take any government assistance. Mm -hmm. We only take grants and donations. That way we can't, we don't have to turn anybody down because they own their home <laughs> we can amazing. we can help feed them you know so that's a passion of mine um i probably will die in that building <laughs> you know trying to do all i can for other people and uh i'm trying to become a little more um involved in a, a local school here that has a culinary training program so we matter of fact i was there today so and a student that i'm mentoring won her first cooking contest today oh wow wow. that's awesome i know and i happened to walk in the room when they were announcing the winner it was just so coincidental (laughs) and and i just like ran across and photobombed everything going on (laughs) (laughs) was that a uh, in my mask of course sure i broke the social distance rule and i had to hug her because she was real excited and she she called the recipe tina's wings (laughs) was that a uh, crying moment for you you know, yes, gosh, y'all, yes. I had, I, I had. I was so happy for this young lady. Uh, she's 17, you know, senior in high school, and she's taking the culinary classes at a, like, um, you get college credit for it because she's got so many credits, and uh, she did great. <laughs> if, you, if you're listening, Haley, congratulations again. There you go, Haley. There you go, Haley. So she cooked some wings. What, what kind of wings were they? Hot wings or just? Uh... I, she, no. She did a recipe that I've helped her with. That's uh, bacon wrapped wings that have a uh, like a sweet maple glazed barbecue sauce, and you serve it on top of a waffle. 
Mm, I need that. that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yes, I'll take two. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll take a plate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'm actually going to do that on my website, too. And I'm kind of stuck. I'm, I, might do it on a, I might do it on a pellet smoker. Perfect. I'm going to go ahead and subscribe now to this so I can get all these recipes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, well, you know, I, I don't know if they have the subscription part ready yet because they're editing. We shot like 10 recipes, uh, the photo uh, crew here this weekend at my house. And you, it takes like two and a half days to shoot 10 complete recipes. It takes a long time to do that. Oh, yeah. So they're probably editing out some of my blips and maybe we'll have have a bloopers video or something. I don't care if people make fun of me. Can't laugh at yourself, then you know. <laughs> oh, for sure. We uh, luckily for us, we have a uh, an editor here. He's a videographer. No, he's not. He's just a kind of an editor. But he's. But I mean, just the different stuff that you're being able to do, all the the TV time, all that stuff. Does it get old at any point? Uh, not if it's something different every time, and you're always meeting new people. You know, I'm yeah, never meet a stranger, so. To me, it's kind of cool. You know, I, I've been doing a show called Bama Q for the last year. It's just basically where they follow you at contest. There's no acting. It's no recuts. There's nothing, you know, take two or anything like that. It's like straight up follow you. What you and see is what you get. Last, I think three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, it's been about, I think, I've been on that for like three, three and a half years. And then... Uh, in 2000, I believe 14, I did a show on Travel Channel called American Grill. And mm. you can actually watch that, I think, on Amazon Prime now. And my episode was called Southern Char, C-H-A-R. And it was filmed in Savannah, Georgia. And I actually left the contest in Thomas, Thomaston, Georgia, and, and got several calls. I can't remember what I placed. I'd have to ask. Uh, but I know I got several calls and drove straight to there and filmed that in three days. And I actually won. I won $10,000 on that one. Oh, that's nice. awesome. <laughs> nice. That is fantastic. Yeah. So I did, you know, that's, you know, three, three TV shows and, you know, some local, local TV, you know, here, uh, you know, when I do some volunteer work and things like that. So I just ignore, you have to kind of ignore the cameras and, your thing because if you have to pay sure. attention to the cameras you're not going to do your best job right it's going to take you out of your element I, i'm and... still there to win and do barbecue and cook not you know get into all that other stuff you know <laughs> and that's what i loved about the, the american showdown because i mean for me uh getting to see some of that stuff i'm like okay i, I just learned a little bit of here i learned a little bit of here and it was more kind of just teaching learning y'all guys were sharing um just yeah. that just that whole atmosphere not being a part of that, you know, that here's a basket full of goodies. You guys go ahead and compete against each other, and then everybody's, like, throwing daggers mm-hmm. at each other. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of camaraderie. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah. like that at all, at all. You know, those those two baskets, I think one was, um, I think, uh, the bitter one. The bitter basket. The bitter box. Is that, see, now, they didn't show, my strategy on that one, they didn't show this part, was to use everything in the box. In the uh, basket, yeah, and I did. They didn't really show that, but I, I was trying to. That was another part. I said, "I'm going to use everything in this, everything," yes. and and I did. But of course, it didn't necessarily show it. It kind of skimmed over it. And then when we did the Moroccan, I had to do the Moroccan and cook on that little rickety, skinny legs, <laughs> almost like a hibachi yeah. on toothpicks. Yeah, yeah. Um, that one I used every item 
in my basket there too. There were several. Which, you nope. know, they didn't mention it. It no. might have had something to do with the judging. You know, I'm thinking if I judge something and you had a difficult box like the bitter box and you used everything, I'm probably going to give you some kudos for that. So sure. it, it may have something to do with, you know, winning or doing well all in the challenges. It may not have. I don't know. Um, but that was, you know, another thing that I was trying. And they did. They didn't put it in the, you know, for the viewers to see. So I'm telling you something that happened, but y'all didn't see it. <laughs> so, Behind the scenes. Um, do you think that was, you know, because, you know, Grubbs, I don't know his backstory and all that kind of stuff. Do you think that, um, obviously it did, you know, it didn't help him out in the competition, but did he get beyond that and finally start cooking with more salt and stuff like that? You know, I tasted his stuff because most of the filming, until he left, he was in the station right next to me inside the kitchen in the barn, not outside. He was over more. And I liked, I liked all of his things. I did. And, um, you know, I, maybe they were expecting more seasoning because of where his background was from. Right. Um, I'm known for heavily seasoning, but if you look in the episode where we did the pre-colonization period, you know, right. and Rashid wanted to put more peppers in, you know, inside right. the yeah. salmon, and I did not. And I actually eat extremely Tahot times two food, uh, and I was wanting to back off because I was kind of worried about, you know, putting all those peppers. It turns out Rashid was right, you know, it, the flavor. But if you might have taken that piece, tasted that piece of meat that was right against that pepper, it probably would have been Hot. Yeah, I'm yelling but, at the TV going, you know, going, it, it you know Rasheed, no. Yeah, no peppers, Rasheed. Yeah, I didn't want to put it in there, you know, but but we put it in there and it worked out, you know. And there was another thing they didn't show on the show about Rasheed. Um, not only, you know, he's a sweetie pie, but um, when we are stuffing the, the herbs and, and, and the spices and the peppers inside that cavity of that big giant fantastic salmon um i'm allergic to bees and he's kind of holding it open or and we're shoving all that stuff in there because it was a huge fish you know we're having to use those you know prehistoric like tools you know yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, trying to cut it open and stuff so he um a bee was flying around and you know it was really hot and there were bees everywhere and one was he grabbed one where it didn't sting my hand and because he knew I was allergic. And you can, I don't know, if, if you watch very closely, his hand stays like in his pocket when we're like at the awards, I guess you could say. And at that swollen. table, you can't see his hand because his, it's so swollen, he has an ice pack on it. Oh, wow. So oh, wow. he took a B for me. He took a B for me. What a good he guy. Said, I took he a did. B. Yeah, I took a B for Miss Tina. That's she, <laughs> But they didn't put yeah. it in the show, which I'm, I'm surprised, you know, just, it would have just shown how sweet this guy was. I remember like thinking, oh, your mom must be so, what a nice young man. You that, know? I mean, he, and he was solid, he was genuine, just, you know, when Ashley was having problems with, you know, his, um, you know, his, his, his fire wouldn't get to where he was and he was, he wasn't going to be able to make cook time, you know, and just, it was Rashid just like, hey. You got it. Let's do it. You know, and once yeah. I saw that, I was like, man, this is this is a good, genuine show. Just people helping everybody out. 
Oh yeah, and yeah, when Ashley kind of fell apart with his his stew. Yeah, yeah. I don't know mm-hmm. what he was doing inside. Uh, I don't know, maybe messing with his gator or something. But uh, and we were all kind of standing around and trying to figure out like what we could do, you know. And I know, you know, as a chef, tomato paste and things, they try to help take that taste out. But I think I ran in and got something, but they didn't show it. And he went in. He really was really falling apart because he really had just a bad day that day. And when somebody just has a bad day, it's like, you know, you don't want to win the game not on an equal play. Of right. What did you really win? Exactly. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you want to beat people at their you know, best. Like you know, just like a barbecue contest. You know, you don't want to win a barbecue contest because somebody tripped when they were turning in their box, right? right. Yeah. Did that wanna, ever happen? You want to win on an even, yeah, <laughs> because, even playing field. Because, man, did that ever happen? Because y'all are running at some point, you know, like, I know at some point, maybe somebody tripped up a little bit. I don't know, but not to get, not yeah. to go off well, on a different subject, but I'm, I was curious. In the, in the first, the very first episode, <laughs> I believe, I don't think it's on film, uh, Rashid actually does drop something. Yeah. You know, but luckily he was able to, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, um, um, but he was able to recover, you know, <laughs> obviously, you know. <laughs> Five-second rule. <laughs> yeah, because you're running. I mean, we're running. Yes, and you know, oh, for sure. Charcoals yeah. On one, yeah, charcoal and woods on one side of the barn. The meat locker's on the other side of the barn. Right. And this you have your station inside with like a kind of a dry pantry behind you and a refrigerator. And then there's another pantry in the barn that have like, and it changed. So if you go back the next day, that same thing may not be there. Sure. You know, there'd be like greens and apples and oranges and other dry spices and stuff in the refrigerator that wasn't always the same thing every day. So you, it was hard to strategize in your room at night and go, okay, tomorrow I'm going to get those green onions <laughs> and this and that and this, you know, the passion fruit and out of the, and then you go there the next day and it may not be there. Hmm. So, you know, it kept you on your toes. You know how you, you're driving, if you're the person that cooks dinner, you're driving home from work and you go, okay, i got some ground beef and I've got, you know, some cheddar cheese and I've got some taco, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden you get home and you have like lamb chops and you have goat cheese and you, you know, something totally different in your refrigerator. And you like your whole dinner plans, you know, like, oh crap, i got to start over and fix something out. So it was kind of like that every day. They were definitely just adding more challenges and more challenges, stuff we don't even think about. Yeah, yeah, that's the part y'all didn't see. You know what I mean is, you know, it changed in that pantry, in that bane pantry every day, along with the meat. Like the first day I wanted to cook pork butts, and I went in there, and they were not any. Right. So. Hey, Tina. But uh, I recovered. Uh, we, <laughs> yeah, you recovered pretty well. <laughs> we, re- we really do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to, to be on the podcast when, and chat a little barbecue with us. Well, I appreciate y'all y'all actually sending me a message. That's so sweet. I have a friend that does cook on a team in Texas, uh, Chupacabra. Okay, well, I know the seasonings. Hmm. Yeah. If that's the well, same people. That's, yeah. Jackie. Uh, she's uh, Jackie Milligan. Okay. Another female cook. So, hey, Jackie, if she's listening. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully she is. Um, so we, we love the show. Yeah, we, we I've lo- competed with her at World Food before in barbecue and with the female challenge. 
So we, we, we love the show. We loved you on it. Um, we wish you the, the, the best. And uh, maybe hopefully later on down the road, we can get you back on. That would be good. If anybody has any more questions, y'all can reach me at Tina at TinaCanningCooks.com. Okay. We awesome. appreciate it, Tina. Thank you. All right, y'all. Have a good night. Right. Take care. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Keep on cooking. Yes, yes ma'am. ma'am. Man, that was a solid, solid interview. And I feel like we say that after every we interview, do. but we they're do. all solid. They're all great. She she is actually, I mean, portrays herself, I mean, the same way. I'm, I'm not really saying that correctly. The way she portray, portrayed herself on the show, she's, the she's same actually person. that in real life. Yeah. She's yeah. just a down-home, yeah. yes. super sweet. Southern Belle. Southern Belle. That knows how to that, cook her ass off. Yeah, for and, sure. And nobody asked her about the brisket recipe. <laughs> I know. I, I, I meant to ask her about it, and I just completely forgot. I but, know she uh, probably about no gotta go ahead and sign up for my website. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. So thoughts? Uh one thing I, I didn't realize she was uh like what is it what did she say? Like formally trained like, in yeah, culinary or whatever. Trained, classic, 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 yeah. French. Totally makes sense now. Yeah. Like looking back. For sure. I was like, man, how is she coming up with this shit? Because I I cook barbecue all the time, but the stuff she's coming up with, I'm like I would never think of that. I'm like, yeah, I was thinking like before, like when I when I first heard about the show, I was like, Oh, like a you know, backyard cooks barbecue competition i could do that the first episode they go on there and they have sides i'd be like yeah i lost i'd, I'd be out at that point See, i might you know? make it to the first i got like three sides in my arsenal yeah. and then i'm done yeah, yeah. You're not only that and then the side challenge then maybe a dessert yeah or another pro or something but that you're not it, exactly. you're like oh shit i gotta get I, I gotta kill her chocolate chip cookie That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're getting a side of chicken legs and you're getting another side of sausage yeah. i'm gonna put some sweet barbecue sauce on here there's my dessert mm. yeah <laughs> poppers yeah. are the side yeah and yeah. the good thing i mean those judges I mean they they were ruthless they yeah, they, they told were honest they, they were told honest. you exactly like it was you know like grubs like he lost competition because of his dessert yeah because yeah. he didn't taste it because he thought he had um Milk chocolate, milk chocolate, milk chocolate of the dark. And, he, and he had dark in it. Oh. Taste it. Like you haven't tasted it. You yeah, know? See, that would, that would that would ruin it or kill me, kill it for me because I would I would get this basket full of bitter or mm, yeah. sour or whatever, right. and I would taste something. I'm like, no, I, I wouldn't even know what what do I pair this bitter vegetable or, right. or fruit right. or whatever yeah. with. Yeah. Well, what was the uh, what was sugar, the uh, <laughs> what was the the stock or vegetable thing that you that uh, Ashley was said he could make French fries out of? Uh, yucca, yucca, yeah. Because yeah. I got a, I actually have. I got a, a call from Alden. It's a call or text, whatever. I think it was a call saying that he has a yucca plant in his backyard and he's going to make some fries. I get another call thirty minutes later saying, "Never mind, it's the wrong kind of yucca. This thing tastes awful." <laughs> this is a true story. This is a very true story. So basically, on the show, they're making. French fries out of yuccas, right? Mm. I'm like I have yucca, I have a yucca factory in my backyard, right? So I go chop it down with my, actually I use my samurai sword, just from my katana, <laughs> chop, chop that shit, ruin, ruin my plants in the process. <laughs> uh, and I told you that the other day, but uh, they're resilient, they'll grow back. But uh, anyhow, so I finally get it off. I'm, I'm cutting the root, man, and not so much the root, but just one of the, you know, just a little bit of, yeah. like. And I bite into it, and I was like, this don't taste like a French fry should taste. You know what I mean? It's not even like <laughs> Did cold. you eat the leaf? Is it like a heart? Did you just like no, dig it was, into it any was, old it was, piece? It was the, the stock of the it. The heart. Okay. Right, thing, yeah. You know? And uh, so I started looking it up. I'm like, 
because I'm thinking like these guys are lying to me. <laughs> so apparently, my yuccas have one C. Y U C A yucca. The yuccas they were using had two C's. Y U C C A. So I found that out. Your yucca was yucky. My yucca was not good. It was very yucky. Yeah. Uh, Alan's like, my left side is paralyzed. I don't know what's <laughs> happening here. <laughs> yeah. What's this foam coming out of my mouth? <laughs> I, I, I at least get to, uh, you know, I got to use the uh, samurai sword, which you guys know I like doing that kind of stuff. I, right. I get to chop something, I'm going to chop it. Yeah. So. Alden bugged me for at least a month for me to <laughs> chunk a watermelon at him. So he can slice it, or actually be close enough to where he, I can hold it and he can slice it. I'm like, I'm not doing either of those. <laughs> it's not happening because somebody's going to lose like an appendage or something, and it's not going to be me. I'll throw a watermelon at you, Alan. Yeah, maybe I'll yeah. throw one at the same time. This was actually yeah. a pretty big watermelon. I mean, I mean, again, you can heave it, but I'm just worried about Alden taking a baseball stance and just like r- ripping one, and then just going a little too far. Right. Slice my stomach. It would not be a baseball stance. This would be a samurai stance. Well, if you're not familiar, we'll put a video out or something. Is that like Jeff Bagwell stance where he's like the foot's like way out or something? I I I believe in you, Alden. I believe in Alden Garza's stance. (laughs) Anyways, that was a barbecue fail, but I think we have another barbecue fail uh, that Matt wants to share. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I had a great uh, barbecue experience this past weekend. I uh, went out and I got a, a brisket and I got some ribs and... I was going to do this whole big donut thing because I, ha- I haven't been cooking a lot of briskets lately. So wake up. I, I First of all, I leave the party the night before where everybody else is partying because like, hey, i got to get up early and uh, get this pit going, cook, Responsible. This, cook this brisket. Yeah. <laughs> so I leave the party early. I get up extra early, and I go to grab my uh, brisket, my pit, my pit to go drag it to the front yard. And I grab the firebox and just get the whole thing. Just, it off. The whole firebox almost just rips completely off. I'm mm. like, no. <laughs> I've had the same pit for like the past nine years. But it's, it was just like a little cheap one from Academy when I first when I first moved down. Here my dad. New Bronzeville's me. pit. I mean, yeah, New Bronzeville. I mean, for a couple hundred bucks. I mean, that thing. Nine years yeah, is a nine long years time. held up. And like I, in, in my in the house I lived before, I had no backyard covering. I didn't have a cover for it. It just got rained on and everything. So it's not surprising. I knew it was, this thing had a had a shelf life, but. Silver lining, was, uh, you're getting a new pit. Yeah, well, it's it's gonna have to happen now. Yeah. So let's call Austin Smokeworks. Yeah, get something designed. I know I've already scoped out Academy. John's been sending me like three pits he finds on Facebook Marketplace a day. You know, so I'm trying to get a new one. So yeah, it, it kind of sucked. I couldn't cook my brisket because the the other option was to cook on my pellet smoker, but I was like, mm, I'm just not gonna cook the brisket on the pellet smoker. So I froze that and decided to cook some ribs. And then the other part of the fail is that somehow the ribs came out completely flavorless. Mm. I doused it in seasoning. I thought maybe it needs a little bit more salt. Put extra salt on top of it. Put those in the pellet smoker. And it just tasted like just plain. It tasted like just pork. And I had put no seasoning on it. Hmm. And I couldn't figure it out. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's just the seasoning I was using. It's the first time I ever cooked ribs on a pellet smoker. Do you have coronavirus? <laughs> right. I, if I do, then everybody else who tried it also has coronavirus. So you know, maybe that's the case. I wasn't here. I'm so. gonna. I'm gonna blame it on like the, the yeah. pellet monsters. I they they just it. jumped in there, the little pit, and just like sucked mm, all yeah. the flavor. All, off. I can, all I can think pellet of elves. Was, pellet I was elves. Using, that's, yeah. I, like I was that. using the uh, the applewood pellets, and I don't know if it just like completely overwhelmed the flavor of the seasoning or something. I'm not sure what happened. 
but it all completely just came out terrible. It was, it was a, just a bad barbecue weekend. My corn that I just threw in there to heat up and then just like put some seasoning on top of it came out great. But it uh, shouldn't have been apple pellets because apple is like the most mellow smoke, really. Yeah, I mean, I just I couldn't figure it out. I, I've I, the very first time I ever cooked ribs, they came out way better than than this. Yeah, this was just right. flavorless. But well, maybe uh, maybe here in the next couple of weeks we'll get to try out the jealous devil. I was pellets. gonna say we could yeah. tease it. We could tease the jealous devil pellets for sure. Yeah, yeah, and we did mention that in the last episode. Uh, if you didn't get a chance, like, I'm sure somebody's already won at this point. But give it a shot. Email I mean, we have them. we have three listeners, so <laughs> yeah, the first three that uh, that uh, email in to jealous devil. It was uh, info at jealousdevilcharcoal.com. We'll have it in a link uh, in the bio. Yeah, yeah. The email will be down there. Anyways, first three people to email, we'll get a free box of their new Jack's pellets, which are supposed to be freaking phenomenal. So, I mean, great interview. No no, 90-second beer review. We are Because sand. we got rid of we that. Don't, we don't have that. <laughs> we did not get rid of it. Yeah. No. Well, I'm just saying the 90-second yeah, beer 90 review. Yeah, 90-second in particular. So, but the grabbing the brisket beer review is delayed a little bit because of the uh, the interview that we did today. So next week or next episode, we'll bring that back. Yes. And hey, we've got a couple new uh, interviews scheduled. Uh, super excited about those. We probably won't drop those on you guys right now, but um, or do we? Do we want to tease? Well, I, I can tell you that next week we do have Ashley Thompson coming on. Okay. He is uh, also from the American Barbecue Showdown. He was. One of my favorites on there. He was awesome, and you could tell he was. If you are a like a, just a barbecue uh, competition guy, like me, like you don't have the culinary background, you just know how to smoke three or four meats. I'm not saying that that's what this guy was, but he was clearly the barbecue guy. Like the sides come up, you like. Shh, my wife usually cooks the sides. <laughs> this dude, I could definitely relate with. Yeah. He'll be on next week. Okay. Well, hate to do it to you, folks, and. Shut it down, but uh, this concludes the oh, Grabbing in the Brisket episode. He gone. Hmm. That's where we add the... Uh, we don't that. have a jingle for that yet. Right, 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 yeah. What is it, like this sitcom? Like We can't have two jingles. Yeah. <laughs> we should have to do what episode where it's just all like laugh track. Laugh track, yeah, go full like 90s sitcom mode on it. <laughs> we'll just hire a couple people just to, to stand in the garage and just like laugh every time we say something. We got a guy here. <laughs> he, can, he can give us a, see, there you go. Yeah. Shout out to Alex Perkins. Yeah. Alden, I know, I know oh. you, what's that? Let's get back on to business. Oh. And when I talk about business, give the folks the business. They know where to go, guys. We got our website. Go hit the merch up, man. You can get shirts, our cool shirts. Uh, we heard uh, one of our own wore a uh, a tank top the other day. Tell us about that tank top, Matt, because I'm actually curious about that. Kayla said you look good in it. I'm, I'm sure I did, but it was a tank top with <laughs> our uh, our uh, um, all of us on the front and on the back. The dudes. Nice. It was the, the dudes. dudes. The dudes. Photo. The dudes. Yeah. The dudes. I, I love it. The dude. So, guys, we have that. If, you know, uh, if you just want to go leave us comments, anything, questions, um, if you want to complain, we'll listen to all that kind of shit. But uh, that's at www.grabthebrisket.com. Uh, you can find us, find us on Twitter, is um, at grabthebrisket, uh, Facebook and Instagram, both one and the same, at grab them in the brisket. And you can email us. It's uh, grabthebrisket at gmail.com. John, I'm, take it away. I'm always amazed when you get it on your first try. It just Great keeps job, getting better. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, last but not least, uh, folks, go check out TinaCannonCooks.com. 
check out her website, her content. Uh, and we want to say thank you to Tina for being on the show. Absolutely. She's for awesome. Sure. Later, she guys. Awesome. Have a good night. Thanks, everybody. Give me You've a beer. Been great. I need a new beer. Just grab them in the brisket.